Hello and welcome back to the 30 Day Future Self program. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy, author of Personality is Impermanent. This is a bonus, bonus content. So first off, thank you for adding a friend to the program. I hope that this program completely alters their view of their own future, changes their life, gives them the tools they need to, to fix their trauma in the past so that the meaning they give to the past is amazing and so that they have compassion towards their former selves. So in this video, and it's not comprehensive, I've probably read well over a thousand books. Literally in the last week I've read four because I'm going through a deep dive. I'll just tell you the four I've read in the last week. I read the 80-20 principle, which is one I highly recommend. 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. I read Eat the Frog from um, Brian Tracy. Those two books are some of the best I've ever read. One of the things I learned about the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. That book was written back in the 90s. That book is the basis for um, this book and this book, The 4-Hour Workweek and Essentialism. Uh, the 80-20 principle is the basis for those books. And I would also argue it's the basis for the book, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. And those three books are incredible. Those three books have changed my life. Essentialism, one of the best books I've ever read as far as learning to focus on the few things that matter most and just eliminating everything else, just living your life purely on the essential. It's, it's such a good book. Four Hour Workweek is like the ultimate mindset book on living life on your own terms. If you haven't read the Four Hour Workweek, please do it. This is an incredible book. Um, I read it for the first time back when I was in China, actually, in 2013. And this was influential for me in living my life on my own terms. But as far as the four books I've read this week, in the last week, and, I, and the reason I'm going through an extreme learning phase right now is because I'm in the middle of just starting another book. And so I'm, I'm probably, and a lot of what I'm listening to right now is motivational because I, I need some serious motivational stuff because my future is huge and also it's just crazy times right now. But I'm also going through a lot of different types of learning as well, um, studying specific content for the book I'm writing. But so I read 80-20 Principle, Richard Koch. I, I highly recommend that. I almost would say I recommend it more than those two books, it, more than the four hour work week and more than essentialism. It may not be suited to you as well as those other books, but in having read so much, I realized that the 80-20 principle is kind of the basis of all those. And I think if you just read that one book, you get a ton of it. Eat the Frog by Brian Tracy. Wow. That's like a two and a half hour audio book. That's one worth listening to about 20 times because that will show you how to use your time effectively and how to focus on the right thing and get optimal results from what you do. One of the things I love about what Brian Tracy said is quality time at work so you can have quantity time at home. Like literally, you got to eat the frog. The frog is the worst first. It's the thing that you should do first. As, seven, uh, as Stephen Covey said, put first things first. That's the frog. You got to eat the frog. And if you consistently eat the frog and finish the right things, you're going to have a highly prolific, highly productive, highly successful life. It becomes very easy to put yourself in new categories as far as like up the economic ladder and just in new situations, new demographics, when you're actually doing the right thing every morning. And I would challenge you, this is why you would need to have a morning routine is because your morning routine is where you put the important before the urgent. Um, so eat the frog. I also read Focal Point by Brian Tracy this last week because it was recommended to me by my financial advisor. It's a very good book, very good book. I would recommend Eat the Frog more, but Focal Point was amazing. And I just barely went back through Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> Literally listened to the audiobook in about two days while I was out walking, always a classic, thinking about rich. All right, so I don't have a full list here, 
But I just want to share with you some of the books that I think are amazing that also happen to be at my house. And then I'll recommend a few others that I didn't have here at, my, at this office. This is my office. These two books right here, David Hawkins, Power Versus Force and Letting Go. These are more on the spiritual side. And if you're not interested or open to that side of things, you probably won't, won't like these. But if you're open and interested in, in kind of how spirituality works at a, at a very high level, Power Versus Force and Letting Go, these books will, will change you. And one of the things I actually wanted to do is I want to share my screen because Hawkins created what he calls the map of consciousness. And this is it. It's basically where you're at on an emotional level. And so he has tested literally tens of thousands of people. He's dead now. But basically, we're all somewhere on this map of consciousness. And wherever you are, you get a score. And this is where you're at at the subconscious and emotional level. And, you know, wherever you are, you get a score. And this is where you're at. You're either suffering, you're getting by, you're in flow, or you're at this highest level of consciousness. And so what, what Hawkins found is, is that about 80% of the population exist, and this is globally, exist between anger and fear. Between anger and fear, so this is their score. That's where they are at a subconscious level. Almost most of the decisions they make are, are out of anger or fear between that. And what Hawkins further found, which is totally crazy, is that the average person only goes up five points throughout their lifetime. I actually need to look this quote up because it's that crazy. Um, let me see here. Um, let's see here. Let's see if this is the quote. There's a quote that I have to share with you from, 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 from David Hawkins. Come on, baby. Okay. Oh, uh, no, that's not it. Dang it. I'll find the quote and I'll share it down below. But basically what Hawkins found is, is that the average person only goes up five points in their entire life. And the reason is, is because we fail to learn from our experience. Um, we just, we just resist learning. We, and so it's really about learning and you can go up hundreds of points in your life if you're willing to learn. So let me go back to the scale. Courage is the, is the emotion, is the action, is the behavior that starts to generate positive outcomes in your life where you start to expand as a person rather than contract. And once you start acting more courageously, and courage is such an important concept. Courage is the doorway to change. It takes courage to face your past and to open up about it and ultimately to reframe the meaning. It also takes courage to pursue a future self, to make what I call power moves towards your future self. So your current personality and your current comfort zone are the same thing. To go outside your comfort zone means you're, you're entering a realm of uncertainty. And most people don't want to deal with uncertainty because that's where learning is and that's where the world is beyond what they know. And so it takes courage to go outside your comfort zone. And the more comfortable you get with uncertainty, the more flexible you become. And so this is where you go up these levels. But ultimately, the goal is that you get to this level of love, peace, joy, confidence. And the only reason I share this is because Hawkins breaks down this scale in his books. And the higher you get, the more people you will positively impact. And the higher you get, the more you just create positive outcomes in your life. You're, you're not doing anything out of fear. You're doing it out of acceptance of the reality that you can create in your mind. And so that's an amazing book. This is 
very different from what I was just explaining, The Power of Starting Something Stupid by Richie Norton. This is a very practical book, and Richie's actually a great friend of mine. He is a mentor of mine. We've partnered on things, and um, he's actually also someone that I've mentored a lot. And so this book, The Power of Starting Something Stupid, How to Crush Fear, Make Dreams Happen, and Live Without Regret. I read this book two times in a row back in, I think it was 2014. And this is one of the books that ultimately pushed me to start writing, a few, uh, writing online. I'd wanted to write online for years, and this was one of the books that pushed me over the edge. A few other books that pushed me over the edge, Choose Yourself by James Altucher, The Icarus Deception by Seth Godin. Really good books, crazy good books. So Power of Starting Something Stupid by Richard Norton. Thou Shalt Prosper. This is written by a Jewish rabbi, and I'm not Jewish, but The Ten Commandments for Making Money. This is a very good book. This book and Think and Grow Rich are very good books for making money. Um, Jewish people are obviously well known for making lots of money. And this book is so practical, so logical, makes so much sense. Even if you're not religious, this is a book that teaches you how to think like the wealthy. And I recommend you do that. I, I recommend... Um, you know, money is certainly not the be all end all. There's things I value way more than money. Um, my faith, my family, learning experience, but money really helps. And so I really recommend you read this book. The Lessons of History by Will and Ariel Durant. Such a short book, a uh, great audio book. Will and Ariel Durant wrote the books, the huge volumes called The Story of Civilization. 11 volumes covers the history of the world. They compressed the, the learnings, like the key lessons into this one book. So interesting how they talk about the rise and fall of civilizations. And from what they understand and what they talk about in this book, it's pretty clear that America's on a descent because one of the things that they talk about, which is really interesting, is that religion is actually what creates like a, re a morality and a reason to build a society. And usually when religion collapses, and they're not religious people, but usually when religion collapses, it's very difficult for people to stay moral. And usually once religion collapses, a society becomes socialistic, um, highly socialistic. And so then the government becomes a religion and it, it ultimately leads to collapse. Mindset by Carol Dweck. This is definitely top five top five. I mean, if you really go through this book, it is so dense, so powerful. Yeah, this is mindset. I mean, it basically, it doesn't really get much better than this. Her, her work is the foundation for the growth mindset and the fixed mindset, and the lessons are so deep. Please listen or buy the book Mindset. The Rise of Superman by Stephen Kotler. This is just like a great deep dive into the science of flow. And in my opinion, flow really is the key. You want to be in flow. I can honestly say I'm in flow right now. And you want to do things that create more flow in your life. And you want to engineer flow into your life more. So flow is something that you design for. You can design it in your situations. So for example, um, having short deadlines is a way to design a situation for flow. Having high consequences for failure is a way to experience flow removing options is another way to experience flow uh, you want if you have too much too many decisions going on um then you're going to experience decision fatigue and you're going to be pulled in a million different directions and you won't be able to experience flow that's why you want to eliminate options again the quote from robert brault we're kept from our goal not by obstacles but by clear a clear path to lesser goals the more you can remove the lesser things in your life and the more you can remove options that are not are not what you really want the more flow you'll experience 
And so this book really explains flow on a high level, the rise of Superman. Deep work, Cal Newport. I think that, you know, this is just 101, how to actually create focused work. Great book. I actually really loved his book, um, which was so good they can't ignore you. That book provided me a mental framework when I was getting really into blogging. I decided that everything I would do would be so good it couldn't be ignored. And so I believe that that mindset it is what allowed me to produce a lot of work that reached tens of millions of people because I was trying to create blog posts that were so good they couldn't be ignored. And I learned that from Cal Newport. And this book just teaches you the science of how to actually operate in flow, removing things like social media from your life, removing lesser things. A lot of it really goes back to the 80-20 and just doing the things that matter and eliminating everything that's not pulling you towards your future self. BJ Fogg, the tiny habits, or tiny habits, the small changes that change everything. Uh, BJ is a Stanford psychologist. He's a friend of mine. He is someone who's been studying habit formation for a long time. This work, his research is actually quite a bit of the basis for um, James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. Um, BJ's work, you know, as far as making small changes that make big over time, that's what really influenced uh, James Clear. <laughs> and so this is this book is, I think, the source of the really good research on habits. And so I would recommend BJ's work. The Art of Learning by Joshua Waitskin. This is one I've probably listened to five or 10 times. Basically, this, this book just teaches you how to get into flow and ultimately how to go, how to become a high performer. I will just say one thing there, and he, I don't think he explains in this book, but this book actually teaches you how to do it. There is a theory of learning where there's four stages of learning. Stage one is where you're unconsciously incompetent, which means that you're unconscious of how incompetent you are. You don't know what you don't know. So like I'm unconsciously incompetent about so many things. I just don't even know how, but then what happens is the next stage of learning is where you become consciously incompetent. You now know how incompetent you are. So I'm, I know I'm incompetent to making billions of dollars. Like I know you know, but if you're unconsciously incompetent, you don't even know that's a possibility. And there's a lot of things that we don't know are a possibility. We're unconscious of our own incompetence. So next level is you hit that level of conscious incompetence. Well, then the third level is conscious competence. You start to learn that thing. It's like with, with um, cars. Eventually, you can get to the point where you learn how to drive. You become consciously competent. So you can do it, but you have to focus really hard. Well, the, the fourth and highest level is where you become unconsciously competent, which means that you're, you can do it without thinking about it. So if you've been driving for a long time, you can, you're unconsciously competent. You can drive without thinking about it. You can be on the phone, talking to a friend. You can leave from work and be listening to an audiobook and show up at home and not even realize you were driving. And so when you're unconsciously competent, that's when life is at the new normal. That's when it's at the subconscious level where you can just do it without even thinking. So a lot of what I'm doing right now is unconscious incompetence. I mean, sorry, unconscious competence. I can sit here and teach psychology, sit here and talk without needing notes. I'm not, I don't need to like be hyper-focused. I'm actually quite in a flow state because I've been doing this for a long time. And so just back to this, this book is the art of becoming world-class at what you do. I learned this first from Tim Ferriss. This book learned it. Josh Waitzkin is a great thinker. It's such a good book. Classic, Man's Search for Meaning. Read this book twice during COVID. I've read it many times in the past, but I read this book twice during COVID and it showed me something very important. It showed me, so Viktor Frankl was a Jewish man who lived through the concentration camps. And the thing that I learned the most 
from Man's Search for Meaning recently is this. Basically, for the people who were in the concentration camps during World War II, what Frankl's perspective was is that in, if anyone, unless they had a view of their future that was hopeful and positive and purposeful, then the present lost meaning. And that really fits with everything I'm teaching in this course. That's, it's that view of perspective that you need hope towards your future and you need a purpose towards your future or else the present loses meaning. Your present is only as good as your future is big. As Dan Sullivan says, the only way to make your present better is by making your future bigger. That's basically what Frankl said in Man's Search for Meaning. What he said is, is that what man needs is not a tensionless state, but he needs a striving and struggling towards a worthwhile goal, a freely chosen task. So another thing he said is, is that life is never made unbearable by circumstances, but by having a lack of meaning and purpose. So it's not the circumstance that matters, it's the loss of meaning and purpose. And that purpose is always towards your future self. And as Frankl said, Frankl literally said, it is the peculiarity of man that he can only live his life by looking to the future. That goes straight back to the concept of perspective, which I'm teaching you in this course, that your view of the future is the thing that dictates your present. And if you lose hope in your future, which happened to a lot of people in the concentration camps, as soon as the future, as soon as you lost hope and purpose towards the future, the present became meaningless and unbearable and they died. The Big Leap. This is by Gay Hendricks. This is just a brilliant book about how to overcome subconscious blocks. One of the things he talks about in this book is that whenever you're starting to move forward in any of your area of your life, you're going to subconsciously try to sabotage yourself. And I've seen that happen many times where I'm, I'm moving forward in my life and all of a sudden uh, something bad happens in some other area, other, area of, other area of my life. And so the big leap just shows you how to not stop yourself when you're pursuing success because Going back to the Hawkins map, subconsciously, you're accustomed to a certain emotional level. So if you're used to not feeling good, but you're, you're starting to make progress in your life so that life's getting good, you're going to sabotage yourself somehow to get back to your normal of not feeling good. And so that book teaches you how to overcome the self-sabotage that comes when you're trying to make progress in your life. Zero to one, if you're someone who wants to be an entrepreneur, I just feel like this is probably the ultimate thinking tool book. This book just teaches you to think differently about life, think differently about problems, think differently about kind of everything. This is just a sweet book. This is a really interesting book, The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton, Unleashing the Power of, the Con of Consciousness, Matter, and Miracles. Um, this one probably fits more in the David Hawkins <laughs> level, a lot more on consciousness, spirituality, but this book is a very unique book about healing, transformation. And this book honestly fits in the same category by Joe Dispenza, Becoming Supernatural. I actually really liked his book, oh, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. But this is a really interesting book. I would also recommend Ellen Langer. Ellen Langer is a very brilliant psychologist, Harvard psychologist. She wrote the books Mindfulness and Counterclockwise. And those two books have heavily influenced how I think. There's a lot of other books that I've read. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now because these are the ones that I want to share. But links to, will be down to these books below. These are the books that I just think are incredible and I highly recommend them. And uh, thank you for being in the Future Self program. Look out for the next day if you're not through the course yet. One thing I would also challenge you to do, and a lot of people have done this in the Future Self course, because it's 30 days of just so much content and it literally teaches you how to organize your future self and reframe your past, you'll probably want to go through it again. Um, and so I recommend you do that after you finished it, maybe take like a couple weeks to just like process it and then go through the whole future self program again. All right. Have an amazing day.